and welcome to Plus One to Gaming. I'm Chris. And I'm Eric. I'm Billy. And I'm Mark. And today is really fun because we're going to do our zero session for Adventure 4 in Candlekeep Mysteries, A Deep and Creeping Darkness. And what makes this special, Mark, you're going to be DMing for us for your first time. We're going to record it and put it on the internet for everybody to listen to and judge. So I'm going to pass it over to you. And you can tell us about this adventure, what your expectations are, what parameters you're going to set. Uh, and also, we want to be a resource for you to answer any questions that you might have while you're planning the adventure or reskinning the adventure or, or whatever you're doing with it. So do you want to kind of take us away? Yeah. So I'm very excited to be starting in on the uh, my own personal adventure of learning to run games. I'm excited about this particular one because we will be reskinning everything to adventure in a galaxy far, far away yes. in the world of Star Wars. This is what I've been Which... wanting. <laughs> Me too. If you've listened to past episodes, it's probably not a huge shock because Chris floated the idea to get me excited and it totally worked. <laughs> um, know your audience. But with that in mind, I think um, I definitely will need to you know, lean on you guys a bit to help me figure out some rule changes or whatever might need to happen to make that um, feel like it worked, you know, force powers or whatever you guys might want to end up doing for your characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The story stuff I'm really excited about. Like I said before in our last episode, I was a little worried that my first experience would be something too open-ended, a la Book of the Raven. But this one... Um, resonated with me so i've got some some stuff that i think is cool nice. coming definitely makes it easier if you can have a better connection to the story yeah and i also went back and listened to um some of our past episodes about you know just how to do how to run games and how to make um the encounters more engaging and stuff like that so i feel like i'm trying to embody some of those lessons as i plan nice. but i think my main question for you guys was if we're moving into this whole kind of new world and whole new, you know, universe, quite literally. Yeah. Um, what was your guys' kind of expectation? Because my assumption is that, you know, if we get to do Star Wars, that you guys would like to be doing, like, force leaping and lightsabers and that kind of stuff, or... Um, are you thinking more, you know, along the lines of like, oh, it'd be cool to be a ragtag group, more normal Rogue One type yeah. characters. Um, and I think that would help me figure out what kind of encounters, like where do they need to adjust it? And mm -hmm. if you guys are going to have, you know, like lightsabers and be able to throw them as range weapons, how do I make that an actual challenge? Yeah, that's got to be tough because you have, you don't want to have just super powerful characters running around because it's hard to yeah. manage them and tell an effective story. But and it's uh, also level four. Yeah. Well, what, yeah, Bill or uh, yeah, Billy, Eric, what do you what do you guys think in terms of like what what directions do you want to lean? Go ahead, Bill. Uh, so I was going to say I was planning on uh, having it with the expectation of being like uh, Star Wars Galaxies circa 2004, where I'm just a naked Twi'lek dancing on top of like a mailbox. Yeah, for the entire campaign. <laughs> Seconded. For tips. Yep. Oh, uh, that game was fun. 
that game was really fun. Can we just pour one <laughs> off for uh, Star Wars Galaxies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been very tempted. To, there's apparently a like one private server that still runs. Nice. I'll stop. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that game was great. Um, but yeah, I I think I mean I don't want to speak for everybody, but I don't think it's typically our jam to be like I want to be the most powerful. I want to be a Sith Lord, but from an ancient time, so he's more Sith than the Sith or Sith, and he's stronger. Uh, that's not like that's not my jam. Yeah, me either. Um, I mean, I had a couple characters that I was interested in playing, and none of them are super powerful, if powerful at all. Yeah, I think Jedi or any kind of Force user was the least the bottom of my list. I don't have any characters that I even want to play with. That I don't. Yeah. What? What? Uh, Billy, have you thought of any characters you're interested in for this one? I have thought of a few um i was waiting to see if we were going to do the star wars to to find out like because as your first one like i'm i'm happy that you're doing the star wars but i didn't know because that's a lot to take on to do mm-hmm. to reskin your first dm um but i guess since you're reskinning I, it has its benefit of you're making up the rules so you can't be wrong with the rules yeah so um <laughs> yeah i I I I have a few ideas. Um, I think the a character I talked about earlier about just being a guy that's completely average, normal in every way is who I'm going to play with this one. Just because, what a better place than somebody who's obsessed with like the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, who is just not that good. Like <laughs> that's exactly what like a guy would be. He's just like he hears stories or he's seen like some Sith, but like. He would just be your normal like stormtrooper that would just you know he's just the guy that bonks his head you know that's yeah. exactly the type of guy he is but in his head he's like this is just a stepping stone away from me being you know uber powerful. Um, do you have a class picked out for this character? No, that's I I because he is completely normal in every way. Yeah. His class is completely open to anything, um, and I have thought about somebody who's so normal that he hops between classes. So as level four, I was thinking about quad classing. <laughs> quad classing. What level one of each? Level yeah. one of four different things. Because he just tries something he's not very good. He's like, well, this obviously isn't for me. Because yeah. I'm not uber powerful. And then he just tries something else. So he's a millennial so, like, in the, in he is the exactly, Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah he, he has this uh, idea of like... Delusions like of grandeur. Grandiose, yeah, yeah, exactly. This grandiose, like, idea of his destiny, and he's just, oh, this isn't it. Like, you know, he just hops from thing to thing until he just, it happens. You know, he's just waiting for it to happen. He's not putting in very little effort. So, that was I, my concept, and uh, and I did. This also makes it harder for Mark because he's going to be not that great at things. Um, but if you're okay with that, like. And, and he also has a lot of a lot of powers. None of them are good because if you're <laughs> class, you have you have like four classes worth of level one powers. Hey, I mean, it's, it's your game, you know. Yeah, there's one thing I, I learned from our episode on zero sessions. It's that you know the the objectives and overall arch. I want to be focused on you know you guys having a good time. So if that's going to be fun to see him, you know, bumble his way through a Star Wars adventure, I think that would be fun to to flesh out. The one thing I do 
want to point out is that inherently in the adventure and in what I was planning on doing with it, it's going to be Star Wars enough that there are lethal threats. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you're adventuring in a wild, you know, universe at the edge of, you know, known space. So it won't, I mean, you're, yeah, you're going to be coming into a situation where you've been, you know, you have a job to do and it's not a walk in the park type thing. Yeah. Um, You know, and that's, I feel like some of the key things to star Wars are that like, you know, there is an ever present threat. Um, And this, to give you a sense, I'm not trying to tie it to like BBY or anything like that Mm -hmm. um, as far as like an actual timeline, but Mm -hmm. I'm working more on like, the old Republic and the high Republic, like the yeah. older types. So I think that that's going to work really well because there were a lot more stories about normal people being thrust into circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't need, you know, the reluctant hero Jedi who just, once he gets his lightsaber, he's a badass. Um, yeah. Because I don't think even thematically, like that's not going to be as fun in that world. And that's also to say that, you things are not solidified. There's not an empire, a giant, you know, entity that you're fighting. So therefore it's the world's itself and, you know, environmental things and those kind of classic star Wars moments that I kind of want to bring in a little bit more. I like, I like that approach because I think it could be a little awkward if you tried to fit it in like some kind of canonical star Wars story. Mm -hmm. I think just having this be its own adventure that just happens to be happening or happens to be told in the star wars universe is, is a really good choice yeah and i hope to um you know put some things in there and some hooks that are like oh cool that's a star wars moment or like you yeah know, not referential things but like or nuts. maybe yeah maybe that is but thematically word, but yeah yeah like things that just kind of make sense or that you know you'll probably notice that because of how much you've been playing the old republic recently <laughs> you know there's some <laughs> things like that and um also I think reskinning it a kept me very interested in the content, which was helpful. And then the other thing is, I think it gave me a little bit of room to homebrew some stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. So there's going to be a few little things that are kind of, you know, thematic or cinematic that I want to bring in almost as kind of like mechanics, you know? Um, so it won't be anything super rules heavy but i do have things like um for instance you know star wars is all about alignment so i was going to try to bring some of that in as well nice depending and then that'll be kind of a choose your own adventure type element or kind of like what star wars the old republic does with with those conversations so it's kind of just like a role-playing thing or whatever yeah. Um, that might bring you guys to be more seen as light side or dark side. That makes me happy. Always love opportunities to role play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, that's, I think that'll be cool with normal characters, not already coming in like, Oh, I'm a fourth level Jedi Knight. Yeah. That's unambiguous. So I think that'll be fun. Eric, what about, uh, do you have a character in mind? Uh, yeah, I have one that I'm, I've been kind of interested in playing for a while, specifically for Star Wars. I wanted to play a um, a medical droid. Oh, nuts. Were you thinking a droid? Yeah, I was thinking more like a uh, mechanical droid, but that's cool. I have, I have a backup. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's actually, I wanted to go second because I figured, so I'm like, somebody's going to say droid. So like a cleric, basically, that is probably, I would say, like, owned or tied to one of you two. Because like, the problem with this character, because I think it'd be interesting to play a, you know, a droid, like true neutral, but they don't have a lot of, like, driving motivation. So trying to figure out that behind like that character you gotta replace the motivator that one's got a bad motivator i'm a volunteer i think that'll work with with my character we could just say that he's kind of like a trust fund kid who's been hopping from place yeah. to place and his parents gave him this thing to keep him alive like his butler almost like, exactly yeah. like yeah, the only way to keep him alive is to have like this medical droid follow him around to keep him from killing himself because he's that's an fun. idiot that's cool so is it yeah. a floating floating droid uh, uh, a more like tread type what kind of so they have like the i thought about because originally i was like i wanted to play like an r2 like an astromech and then i was like well i'm not gonna like fix the ship so it kind of morphed into the medical droid so they they do star wars medical droids are a thing they have the ones that are like weirdly skeletal looking they have like a microphone for a mouth yeah. i don't know if you know what i'm talking about yep yeah, um sweet yeah, they're cool looking. That's what I was thinking about. Because if you just look up medical droid, like that's the one that kind of pops up mostly. There's yeah. also like the octa arm one. Oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. And then there is a little floating one that they did in like the Bad Batch. Um, there's a little medical droid in that. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. One of those three. Okay. But uh, but I'm leaning more toward the the bipedal kind of skeletal looking one with yeah. the microphone for a mouth the, the uh, more iconic one nice yeah um and and then that way like because what i don't want to do is be like well i can float and you know like well that's not a, a skill you're using you know you're not using like the the like the spell fly i didn't want to just give myself powers oh, i have eight arms well you have to like <laughs> what's the mechanic that gives you eight arms you know um well, there are multi-limbed so races in D and D. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I, like, I don't think I want to do a Warforged. Maybe. Um, so I may just kind of like mix and match some things that I think would uh, would work for this character um, without trying to like min-max and like break the game kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And actually, I. Honestly, if, if you go that route that Billy suggested, there could easily be room for multiple droids. If he just has a bunch of fucking droids, it'd be an easy party hook. Yeah. Or yeah. There's yeah. a reason that we're together then at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, I have a loose idea written um, just in case we didn't land on anything that would work really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that sounds cool. And I don't think there's, like this story totally works with any number of droids even um potentially well i was also thinking about wookie if if droid was mm -hmm. taken i was thinking about maybe playing a wookie but you can't talk how are you yeah, gonna role play because I that was my i did the exact same thing well, uh, with with r2 i was like i can't like roll i have to be like beep, boop, boop, he says well i was gonna say I, I think it would be hilarious if it was if we treated it just like the films where i was just like and you're just like 
oh yeah we should go explore that canyon down there and just like <laughs> you, you edit out what yeah, i say yeah. i'll just oh. make noises and i think it'd be yeah. funny if it's just i've actually i had that i had that in when npcs and i think I, I may have come up with a, a workaround. Yeah. yeah. Or but I was going to... Yeah, I have one wiki planned already. Nice. Do you... As I was going to Obligatory. Yeah, I could, I could make the sound and then say what I was going to say, but then just edit that out so it's seamless, which I think yeah. would be kind of fun. Honestly, I threw, fun. I threw a wiki in because I was just like obligatory wiki reference. Like it's got to, you know, any NPC, just one of them has to be a wiki. Yeah. And then I and then I I spent like twenty minutes trying to gargle, and I was like, okay, so we're <laughs> now we come up with a creative solution. Yeah, because I am not I'm not role playing a Wookiee my first time on recording. Yeah. Well, I like the way that um that Star, uh, Swotar handles it. It gives like the logic that the R two unit would say, like uh, mm-hmm. interrogative human mm-hmm. health. Okay, and so it was like this interesting fragmented way of uh writing out the dialogue but i guess like it made sense in terms of like how they beep and boop Mm -hmm. um they did a good job of kind of bridging that gap which i thought was neat yeah i did some of that as well um or plan to another thing i should note is that i after the experience um bill's game on roll 20 i really wanted to use it cool just from so that like when I roll NPCs and stuff, I can just click and I don't yep. have to remember all the little details. Um, but I might also be using chat box for stuff like that. Like if you need to talk to a droid, you might receive, you know, text messages instead. Yeah. And, and we can read them out or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. for, for the sake cool. of the story. But like, um, and also just the opportunity to use like the little free assets to kind mm-hmm. of make make the map seem like oh there's a weird guy riding a lizard and that kind yeah. of thing just to yeah. kind of sell sell it more but then there's also going to be some things where like i'm not going to you know bother building the entire you know jedi icar archives i'm just going to use candle keep map you know what i mean <laughs> so there's going to be theater of the mind in there too for yeah. sure that's fine yeah i mean feel free to i'll give you my Roll twenty login. I think I gave it to Eric before, just because I'm mm-hmm. a, I, I, you know, uh, you can you can make one using the free stuff, but you don't do the lighting and some yeah, of the other I assets built, you don't have. So just feel free I to. I built a whole bunch of. This. I nerded way the heck out on it, and it's, built it's easy to kind of get lost stuff. in. Yeah. yeah. One thing yeah. that I wanna I wanna let like so I think roll twenty is excellent for like I mean even the the page that we're on you can see the light coming in the windows which is really cool. Uh, so it, it is really good for the gridded maps. Some things that I've done in the past is just put a picture up. If it doesn't, if we're not like in combat and it doesn't super matter, like if you're struggling to find a map for like the Jedi archives, just put mm-hmm. a picture of the just put a picture of the Jedi archives in there. Yeah, that's totally what I you do. Like. And then like we know we're there. It, 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 you know, a lot of it doesn't matter too 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 much. Yeah, you used um, that to great effect when we were playing uh, Monster of the Week. Yeah, just uh, inspiration, thought starters, yeah. things like that, and just trying to get like the theme and the like the motifs and like you know the that kind of stuff out there. It, it really it helps set the scene. Just to, if you can't find the exact map you're looking for, just throw an image out there. Yeah, and then we'll um, fig- you know we'll figure the rest out. Yeah, for the complicated stuff, I just scanned in uh, the book and then yeah. drew drew with the little boxes. You know what I mean to make a yeah. house or whatever. This so. is space. 
yeah, and it's and it's nothing him. fancy. You know, you could be walking through a gray box on a grid, but there'll be some times where I think it'll be useful. Um, because I do. Another thing is, if you guys do get again, I didn't know how you know force wieldy we were going to be, but I was yeah. thinking it, it might be helpful if you did end up picking somebody who's like flipping and flying around to have a grid. If you were going to try to use that, yeah. Um, so you know we can have like flanking and stuff like that in there because um, I was kind of assuming it might be at play anyways because there's going to be, you know, force wielders yeah. and crazy acrobats out there in this universe, potentially. Thanks. Well, um, no spoilers, but. Mark, want to ask what questions you have <laughs> for us in terms of getting ready, just any lingering challenges you've been experiencing? Um, what, what can, how can we help? Yeah, I think the big thing is I just now noticed today the adventures do say what level you're supposed to be. So this whole time I've been like, what kind of encounter when it's like there's an optional encounter? I'm like, I mean, is it a fire breathing dragon? No. Yeah. Right. So we're doing fourth level, which yep. will help me. Um, but still, and Bill was just um, mentioning this earlier that I I need like that guide on how to tell how hard things are. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that way, even with just the way it's built, I want to make sure I'm not overdoing it. And I definitely want to make sure I'm not underdoing it. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, it's like every encounter is just, you know, like a rat or something. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and you're playing Star Wars and it's just like, yeah, I force, I force push the rats into the wall and they all die. Yeah. Yeah. It, so as like a point of, I guess, order a, a little bit. Most of the encounters written in the books are going to be made for four people. Is that correct, Bill? Is it four or five? Four to five. Yeah. Four to five. Four point five people. Yeah. And we're already three. So mm -hmm. normally those are going to be a little tough for us anyway, if they're supposed to be like even. Sometimes they will put in low things and sometimes they'll put in, you know, like uh, deadly encounters. So if it's a deadly encounter built for four and a half people and we're three, we're, we're fucked. Also, doesn't sound like any of us are like really building some bangers here. So we're probably kneecapping ourselves on like the challenge rating a little also. Some of that is just figuring it out on the fly. You know, uh, in the book or the whatever, the one that I ran, Mazfroth's, when you guys encountered the, the guy the second time in the alley... I made the thug run away because otherwise he would have probably killed you all. <laughs> um, so like, it made sense for me to be like, all right, that guy's caught. I'm not like, I'm not bought in anymore. He was, you know, paying me to help. If you got him, I'm out. Um, otherwise he, he probably could have killed all of you. So some of that is just like pre-planning and some of it is on the fly, like nerfing people, figuring out reasons for things to leave, whatever it is. Um, because the same in that game, y'all didn't build a bunch of bangers, mm -hmm. so you weren't you weren't going to be able to tear through encounters built for you know four or five people. I feel like that's a general theme with our characters. Yeah, one of these days, um, Soaz was pretty. Soaz was a banger for sure. Yeah, um, the general. The, yeah, everything that Eric said is one hundred percent correct, and all of those considerations. Just keep those in mind. The D and D Beyond has a really good guide for new dms building combat encounters but 
from what characters levels one through four, the general formula that they recommend is the uh, challenge rating, like character level, for every monster per character. It's like a four to one ratio. For wait, no, yeah, it's a four to one ratio that they apply. So like a challenge rating one tenth. It's like a two to one ratio monsters per character. Mm. At one Wait. fourth challenge rating, it's a one to one ratio to make that difficulty like that hard. Okay, hang on. So let's. I'm looking at it. sense to me. It's weird. So yeah. So if there were, if in your book, it'll say challenge rating, and if it's one fourth, then you want one of those for every one of your characters, for every one of your PCs. So if there's three of us and we have a one-fourth challenge rating, we want three enemies to make it balanced. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, say that again. All right. Um, there's got to be an easier it, way to, like... It's This is what okay. we're getting. Wait, this wait, is no, this I, is what weeds people out of d and I, I feel like will, a lot of times. I have a table that I will show you that I just downloaded. This is the table that I used. Let me go to pictures. Um, shoot, I found a calculator it? online, and even that can me yeah so it's yeah any calculator table or thing that you use is not is not going to be perfectly accurate i do want to kind of caveat yeah that. yeah if they're yeah. guidelines so here belly. is okay so if you look on there this is that uh x this um the table that i was talking about so you you look yeah. at how many characters you have so fourth level um to make a hard care the hard um encounter difficulty it's 375 experience points per person so it would be you know you do times it by three mm -hmm. and so what you do is you would take up all of your monsters and you look at their experience mm. points because they'll say uh challenge rating but yeah. use experience it's it's a little easier mm -hmm. and then you multiply by the number of monsters so you see with three to six you take it times two you know it's just uh that that second table and so like you know one monster is just whatever it is so a cr four for us would be a, a a hard difficulty, I think. But, like, if you throw a bunch of littler monsters at it, it actually increases, you know, like a one, one 600 experience monster is harder, or it's easier than three 200 experience monsters just because they're hitting all at the same time. They have more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, more economy of action. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is so helpful. This is exactly yeah. what I was hoping and it so was like, out there. Yeah, and so there's another... So if you look at the... Like, I'll go to my... Uh, the gargoyle, mm -hmm. which, if I look at my character sheet, they are challenge rating two, which is 450 experience points. So if it was just the two, that's 900 experience points. <laughs> there's two monsters, so it's times 1.5, which is uh, was that beyond 12, deadly 13, for yeah, beyond yeah. deadly for three third level, level characters. Yeah. Yep. Because that's what deadly would be for would be 1200 and it would be like 1350 that's beyond deadly before you and that's just two gargoyles you throw in the other guys it's if we wouldn't have ridiculous. had magic it, that would have been an impossible encounter yeah because yeah. i couldn't i couldn't hurt them yeah. also and so and one of them was nerfed i told you one of them had this, yeah i uh, couldn't fly and had instead of the hit points of 52 he only had 20 the one that was damaged yeah 20 hit points uh, I rolled them so it's not to stay. So the other one maybe had like forty-eight or something, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. yeah, they. Yeah, That's it crazy. was 
I mean, and so if you lucky uh, rolls too. Yeah. So if you save this table, this is really like it's it's you. Uh, so do you understand this, Mark? Then so like every character has its amount of XP that it's worth, mm-hmm. and 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 so do players. So like every level that we have has like a level of experience. Um, yeah. So I just need to use this chart figure out those numbers and compare them against each other. Yeah, to see it's how a, reasonable. Exactly. It it's a it's a little more of a manual process. So like if there's a, an encounter in that book that again has, you know, three thugs and you're like, "All right, well, you know, each one of them is 200 experience points." So 246, all right. Well, they're already for a fourth level above deadly, but then there's also three of them, so you've got to times it by 2. Like it can very easily get out of hand. Yeah. So I think my only other question, just to make sure I definitely get it, is that, so I use the chart to figure out the number for the monsters and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I also do the same calculations for the characters? Not necessarily, because, oh. I mean, this will have, like, character level four, but just keep so in mind like that... It says- Fourth level deadly's five hundred. That's not mm-hmm. five hundred times four. It's five hundred times, times however many characters you have. So like this. Okay, is that was can, my question. Yeah. yeah. So how you gotcha. can split it up? So if you like, because not sometimes you have characters that are different levels. Um, oh right. And so like this is the more detailed version, and like there are guides that are like a lot easier. Yeah. Based on like the the challenge rating, but this is how you create like an encounter for like okay, a, yeah. a complex party or a party of different number of people and it's it's a good rule of thumb so like for fourth level characters medium is 250 so it'd be 750 for all three of us mm-hmm. deadly would be would be 1500 so anywhere between that range of 750 to 1500 you know it ranges but like an easy encounter i i usually just completely avoid them because it's just meaningless There's yeah no they're pointless um but yeah as, as long as you're probably yeah. within that range ah. of 750 to 1500 like you'll be fine any higher than that and it's gonna be extra deadly which is not a bad thing but it's you know somebody will probably die yeah yeah the thing is like those extra deadly or even deadly like if you lose if if there there can be camp like uh encounters that you are designed to lose for story purposes just have a plan for if that happens like at the beginning of mass frost if that gang lotsam killed all of you I was going to have, like, you wake up in the infirmary and, like, the Swiss Guard came in and killed it. Um, yeah. So it shows you these things are nothing to be messed with. But, you like, you're not dead. You get knocked out and you get held. You know, whatever. Or if, like, sure. a, you know, a, a, an enemy kills you, quote unquote, you wake up and you're bound and you're in there. You know, it, you just get moved or whatever. Well, um, so the other benefit to that when you did that, Eric, was mm-hmm. us as the players, like we definitely treated them with a whole and probably the rest of the campaign, yeah, with a lot more gravity because we knew that. Like that was such a powerful way to to really set that scene and make us the players like kind of afraid, like respect it. Yeah, and I actually didn't, to be perfectly honest, look at like this table to see like, oh, this thing's gonna kick their dicks in, but. Once it was happening, I made that like backup plan of like what happens if, if it does kill them. Yeah. Um, because the so the Ging Watson was 450 experience. Let's let's look at this table and we can we can backfill it. You guys were level two, right? Yep, three level twos. 
three level twos. So hard. It's hard. But you were three not optimized level twos. Yeah. Basically. You, basically a level two and two level twos and a level one, because my I was not in combat. So it would have probably been closer to like hard to deadly, as I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say te- Tesla was like meta metagamed, but he was not like unoptimized. He was just like a standard yeah, design design for purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was um but that was that was also an interesting encounter. There was something from the very beginning that was a yeah. good, that was a great use of start the campaign with combat. Yeah, start in the action. I actually I did really like the way that that, that campaign started. Yeah. Um, but Mark, so like as you're building these, you know, thinking about like the story elements too, when you're pulling the actual monsters, it's also important not just to look at the challenge rating, but their abilities. Right. Because that could also, even though the challenge ratings, you know, two fifty. It could have some abilities that act, combined with some other things could actually make it a lot more difficult. Or if it's like yeah. immune to all damage or mm-hmm. resistant to damage, three of those with against a party that can't do that damage is going to be a lot different. Yeah, like take those gargoyles for example. If you two weren't magic users and we were all three like physical melee, we're fucked. We can't hurt them. We do like half damage to them. So then that encounter that is already hard becomes so, so much harder. All right. Do we, do we answer your question in terms of encounter building? I do want to do like a full episode on this because I think it's a really interesting topic, but do you feel like you have enough to, to go off of Mark? Yeah, for sure. I feel like I had a good grasp on how to start it. And then, yeah, that this will let me gut check to make sure that I'm where I want the difficulty to be. Nice. What other questions do you have, if any? Um, I think kind of the main thing is since since we're not going to do high-flying acrobats and Sith mm-hmm. versus um, Jedi necessarily, um, or at least not guaranteed, then what kind of stuff are you guys looking for? I mean, would it be cool to have more like referential moments things that you might recognize just to help build out story or, um, you know, like lore or what outside of just like combat and making sure those are hard, but not impossible. What's interesting to you in this kind of reskin and idea. It's a good question. I have really very little interest in combat. So whatever comes and happens happens. I'm not so much seeking like nods to think, but like any, any location that's, iconic is would be fun visiting but mm-hmm. i think i'm more interested in just telling a fun caper or adventure or you know whatever it is with these these interesting characters that we've developed yeah i feel like i'm i'm very similar um i think the combat can be fun again if it's like story driven but i'm yeah I'm, and that's actually like part of the reason or part of the the hesitation I have on making a droid, like sometimes you, like I want to be in this world and like play in this world and be like a scoundrel, you know, like smuggler, something like in the, like the, the real nitty gritty world that, that is star Wars. I kind of just want to like, I don't know, feel like it's like we're in there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to, <laughs> how to like give you pointers to do that. Um, but yeah, like no, no just something st- kind of immersive. 
Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think that that's a great way to put it. Immersive as immersive as possible, which again isn't. That's not like a to do list. Like here's how you make that, but I think that that's a, like a good starting line for me at least. Well, I think yeah. that will be like seeing how you act on that mark. Like what what does immersive mean to you? Will be interesting to see play out. I think in a future episode that could be something we talk about. How how do we mm -hmm. make our worlds immersive? Like what techniques do we use? That would be fun to talk about. Yeah, Billy, did you want to jump in on that question? No, uh, you guys answered everything. I like. I'm not going to be disappointed, mm -hmm. or you know, like if I don't see a thing that I was hoping to go for. Like, um, yeah, it's not like. You know, it it just also seems like you know we're we're not super powerful Jedi, so we're not going to see all of these iconic locations. We may be, we may even be on like a world that has an iconic location and never see the iconic location. It's not, yeah, yeah, that's expected. And I'm not going to be mad. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh man, like that'd be fine. Yeah, you I don't, know? I don't need a yeah a tour of like you know best of like here's the Cantino, and next we'll go to the Sarlacc, and then we're off the Hoth. Um, you know, if we if we are on Tatooine or if we are on whatever, like, yeah, I, I think it's interesting to get like the, you know, every world has its own kind of um, like biosphere and atmosphere and everything like mm -hmm. anyone that we've seen, as long as it's like recognizable, I don't need to go into like the cantina, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. On the yeah. other hand, there is I'm looking at Star Wars maps and they have the map for the cantina, which is kind of. Oh, that is uh, cool. I just searched Star Wars 5e map um, and a bunch of stuff came up, but it's like the file already download. <laughs> um, already photoshopped out the label. Yeah, that's funny. That. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, I, I don't I don't need a like a a tour of like the, the like famous areas, but yeah, I'm trying to balance it out. There's there's going to be probably some that are Mm -hmm. or less what i'll call like cinematic you know what i mean yeah and that and that might just be like because you guys know star wars we don't need to go through you know yeah the, the all of the details of the cantina like you know what i mean mm -hmm. but there's going to be something that you know and that'll be probably more theater of the mind stuff i guess i might not build maps for that but just be like oh this is what the jedi archive looks like here's that reference picture yeah, you you get it, you yeah. get it. Uh, Mark, I have a question for you. Would it be easier from a DMing standpoint if, um, like, we as the party kind of create just a little backstory of why we're together from the beginning? Do you want to try and bring the party together? What's your vision there? Um, I actually have that written for you. Cool. Nice. Um, so even if we decide to like whatever characters we end up deciding doesn't matter if there's prehistory there or not is that yeah i actually um i had prepped as advised by our thing on zero sessions um kind of a hook that would go either way so if you guys had something that would have fit in here perfectly mm -hmm. i have a page that we could have jumped into um but it will work i'm just gonna let you guys come up with the characters so that I can do just a little bit of tweaking on the storyline to make it make sense. But um, I can give you the very first line Ooh. from yeah. our opening title screen. 
Cool. That'd be a good way to uh, close out the episode. Leave leave us yeah. with a little teaser. So um, music swells and all that. Um, legends grow in the lulls between conflicts across the galaxy. In a remote corner of the universe, suspicious outlander has brought hope to a fledgling mining operation desperate to gain a foothold in the system. His bizarre claims have struck chord with management, which faces dwindling coffers and a handful of unsustainable dispersed mines. Contractors from across the rims have been recalled to base for reassignment. This is the last ditch effort of a starry-eyed storyteller to family legacy now. There's some more backstory there, but um, I will leave that as our first little hook and uh, point of interest for a deep and creeping darkness. All right. All right. Mark, thank you so much. I hope you uh, got everything you needed to get ready for this session. Join us next week as we jump into this adventure in a galaxy far, far away, a deep and creeping darkness. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.